Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show today is Jackie from Square Circle Studio out of Deep River, Connecticut. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. And I'm really excited to have you here. First of all, I want to start off by thanking you. I think it's a big deal that you took an hour out of your busy day to sit down and have this conversation, kind of give back to the industry a little bit. So thank you, Jackie, and really excited to learn more about what you do. But before we dive too deep into that, I want to know what it was that got you in the position of being a gym owner. Um, well, I, the gym, I square circle studio, I was a member there for 10 years. Um, and the instructors decided that they were ready to move on and hand it over. Um, and the thought of that was so scary because it was perfect the way it was that I decided to just buy it. So there was no plan ahead of time. This was kind of like a drop in my lap, really great opportunity that I decided to do. Yeah. So this totally fell into your lap, but you were a member at this studio and you told me something earlier that really resonated with me. And that is that you loved group fitness and you loved the studio style and you couldn't imagine not having that in your life. So the opportunity presented itself and you took it. Yeah. Um, I, like everyone else have all the videos at home and the equipment that just sits in the corner and collects dust. So I really liked this gym because the participants were so motivating. So if you missed, you know, more than a day or two at the gym, you would get a text or a post on Facebook. And it's just nice to kind of have accountability with just friends. So most of these people have become good friends and family. Um, you know, the gym is a really close knit of group people, a group of people. So, yeah, yeah. I think that, um, the, the biggest thing here is like, not everybody can be successful working out on their own in a normal gym or at home. And so group fitness really provides that opportunity for people who need that extra motivation and accountability. Like for me, I thrive in a group setting. If I have somebody next to me working out, I want to make sure that I can keep up with them. That challenges myself. So I really, really like this model, but to dive a little bit deeper here, give us kind of an elevator pitch of Square Circle Studio because all group fitness is a little bit different. So tell us what you have to offer at your facility. Sure. Um, so we offer boxing and kickboxing. So um, it's not the wave runner bags. It's actually 2,500 pound. We have a couple 200 pound hanging boxing bags that you glove up and you can hit. Um, that's kind of half of the gym. The other half is like a nice big open floor space. Um, so we do boot camps. Uh, we have a rebounder class, which is basically a fancy word for cardio on the trampoline. So those little mini trampolines, um, you know, we do have a rock city program, which is a separate program specifically for people with Parkinson's. So we do that. Um, and then of course, you know, personal training, um, and we try to switch everything up. So I have a diverse group of instructors. So it's kind of nice that even though you'll go boxing every week, every week's a different class just by the teacher and the style. So they're never really the same. So it kind of keeps it fresh, which is nice. That's awesome. So you have a lot of, you know, opportunity there for people to come in and try different things, depending on what it is that they really enjoy. Right. Um, 
And so I want to kind of ask, when you look at, um, you said you offer personal training. So is that a big part of the business right now? Or do you just kind of have a few clients here and there? Um, we have a few clients here and there. Again, we got hit pretty big with COVID. Um, so now, even though, you know, it's still still in COVID times, we're starting to get back to where we were, you know, a little more advertising. I think people are less afraid to come out and go into a group setting. Um, the nice thing with my gym is it's a little bit of like a warehouse style. So we have the big garage door that we can whip open. We have, you know, two other doors. So we get really good air ventilation. So that was big for people that we could kind of keep it nice and airy. Um, I even, when we were shut down, um, soaked everything in bleach. I spent the first like month of COVID like scrubbing the gym. And then um, we even taped like the six foot sections on the floor to keep everyone separate um, and just did everything we could. And I even rented out all my equipment for that couple of months that we were um, shut down. We had all the members come in and just take literally whatever they wanted, sign their names to it. And then that way people could still work out at home. Um, which was better than nothing because, you know, no one knew how long COVID was going to last. It was a little bit scary. So, yeah. So um, really kind of a lot going on here. And with the with the PT, now that people are kind of getting less afraid of going out and, you know, getting into the group classes, is the personal training something that you guys want to continue to grow? Or do you want it to kind of steer away from personal training and more group training? Um, I think it's a good mix of both, you know, my trainers, as long as they're happy to take on more clients, you know, that's fine. I, I'm not a personal trainer. Um, I'm trained in group fitness, um, and boxing, boxing and kickboxing. And then all of my trainers at the gym are rock steady certified for the Parkinson's class. So, um, group training is also great. And I feel again, like it's more motivating. So, um, I have a lot of people that start with personal training and then once they get kind of comfortable in their own skin, we'll kind of transition over and to the group classes, which has been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love both kind of ideas because if somebody comes in and they have a very, very specific goal, maybe they're looking to lose 10 pounds or they're looking to gain a little bit of muscle. Like if we can get them in on the personal training and kind of really pour that time into developing that routine, that habit for them, and then kind of filter them into the group class. I think that it's awesome for both parties. Um, obviously personal training is good for the business because you probably make a little bit more money from that than you would a group class. Um, but it's good for the client too. Um, not everybody wants to be thrown into a group class immediately, especially people who are kind of newer to the fitness world. They might benefit from a little bit of one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, when you look at the business right now, how many clients are you guys currently servicing? I would say we're probably, um, if you go by just the squared circle, um, probably 50 to hundred. If you add in the rock steady group, um, that's also like another 50 ish. Um, they're a little bit older, so they kind of rotate back and forth between Connecticut and Florida, you know, in the months. Um, but our rock city program has blown up exponentially in the last year or two, which has been amazing, um, especially with COVID. So, um, yeah, I think it'll come up to the point where once we hit max class levels, then we'll just add in more classes, um, and, you know, add in more trainers, but it really, the way it is, has been kind of perfect. Like everyone seems to really love all the trainers and it's gotten to the point, like I said, we're a bit of a family that if you go to one of their events, you'll see five or six gym members there because everybody has now been intermingled for so long. So they're really welcoming when new people come in. And I know it's so intimidating. I've tried to go to um, like a club fitness or 24 hour gym 
And while I like know how to work out, it is kind of intimidating because you're walking into this museum of equipment and people and like nobody greets you. And so I can understand where if you didn't know what you were doing, how that could be very overwhelming and discouraging. So um, at my gym, you walk through the door and you will have six people on you immediately saying hi and introducing themselves because everybody knows the anxiety of like a first time gym goer. So it's been really nice. Awesome. Wow. So kind of a lot there to kind of unfold in a few different points that I definitely want to cover. Um, and so you said that you're on the road to kind of hitting max capacity in your classes. Um, and once you hit the max capacity, you're going to kind of think about, okay, well, what can we add to, to what we're already doing? How far away are you guys from being able to hit that max capacity in all of your classes? Um, I think we're a little bit there. It's going to take a little time. Um, you know, like I said, classes are still on the smaller side. You know, I've gotten a lot of new people coming in the last couple months. So I'm hoping in the next year or two to really build it up to the point where we have to sit down and say, okay, do we want more classes or more trainers? You know, I don't think that I would ever get to the point of opening a second gym. Like I kind of like the gym the yeah. way it is. I'm, I'm not looking to branch out or anything like that, but, um, you know, just to try and offer more things, um, maybe more different classes just to change it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like some people want to open multiple locations, but like that doesn't have to be your goal. You can, your goal can be to really optimize and grow what you have right now. And I think that's still a really, really good goal. Not everybody wants multiple locations. That can be really hectic, um, especially for somebody like yourself, who's just kind of, you're thrown into this and you didn't really expect to, um, to be a gym owner. So um, you're looking at filling the classes. That's kind of the primary goal. Sounds like you want to get some more faces in the door. What are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process in finding new clients? Uh, well, word of mouth has been really big for us. Um, we also, I'm on Facebook every day, you know, posting the schedule and, you know, we kind of do our gym by session. So for example, we have our summer session comes up July 1st. And so a couple of weeks ahead of time, I'll start Facebooking and saying, you know, are there suggestions? What would you guys like changed, you know, different times earlier, later. Um, and then, you know, just getting some advertisement out, <clears throat> our trainers, all have kids that are now around, you know, high school and college age, and they're all on sports teams. So that also helps because I try to get some of the kids to come in for the summer because I myself have a teenager and I don't want them sitting around all day long. So that's been helpful. You know, um, our trainer, one of my trainers does sports um, for kids. So he, if you have a baseball team and you want them to come in preseason and kind of specifically work on skills, he's the guy to go to. So we do have different stuff to offer. Um, but it's just a matter of getting past the COVID. So, yeah. And, and we're all still recovering from that. I don't think that there's anybody out there who has completely gotten over that. Um, right. I think that that's going to be a challenge for us, you know, moving forward, the world isn't the same, but there's a lot of things that we can do to really optimize what we have. Um, and you mentioned word of mouth and in this industry, we love word of mouth because it's completely free. We don't have to do anything except for be nice to our clients, provide them a quality service. And naturally they're going to go out and talk to their friends, their kids, teachers, their, the coaches of their kids teams. And then we grow and we love that, but it's not really a method that we can predict how quickly we're going to grow. So if we say, right. Hey, within the next year, we want X amount of clients. We can't predict that through word of mouth. And that's why we kind of supplement with things like 
um, advertising on social media and places like that. So you mentioned that you guys utilize social media. Is that strictly kind of organic posting for your following or got, have you guys done any sort of digital advertising in those areas? Uh, no, it's pretty much organic posting. Um, I have uh, an Instagram account, which has a couple pictures on it. I have to obviously you know, work on that. Um, Facebook, like I said, I just kind of post every day just in case, even if it's the same schedule, in case one of the instructor, instructors change or, you know, for whatever reason, the gym has to close. It just kind of keeps people at the site. They come in every day to check and see what's going on. And then if anything changes or that's where I get my suggestions. And um, so basically I'm a big Facebook person. Yeah, Facebook is good for our current following. Like, I think that's a really great way for us to communicate with our members and our past members as well to really keep them involved. Because let's be honest, we're all spending a lot more time on Facebook, Instagram, right. things like that since the pandemic. It's just a matter of the fact. Um, and so if we can really, you know, communicate with our clients in those platforms, it's great. But it can be a useful platform to reach people who are not already members at our gym who might be interested in becoming members. And that's what I've seen a lot of gyms doing is kind of using the Facebook digital ads piece to reach people in their community as a form of advertising. Is that something that you guys have ever tried? Is it something that you're hoping to try in the future? Um, it is definitely something we're hoping to get into now that, you know, people are starting to come back. Um, just any kind of advertising, really, just to get the name out there, because we are like a tiny drop in the bucket in comparison to like big gyms. Um, so it would be nice just to get, you know, some new faces in there. And again, like boxing is such a great, I think, underrated sport, especially for women. I would say like we have way more women boxers in my gym than men boxers. And it's it's just a great form of like stress release. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we do try to promote the boxing and I do feel sometimes women in particular, they feel intimidated by that because they're picturing like a ring with, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat and boxing. And that's not really not what it is. It's like a go at your own pace and kind of get your bad day of work out on the bag so that you can go home and like have some clarity and just feel de-stressed. So, yeah. um, definitely hoping to reach more people that way. Yeah. And exactly what you mentioned right now, like that's a, like people have this kind of idea in their head of what boxing is and that idea in their head is kind of intimidating them from reaching out and right. so if we can find people in our community um, that would definitely benefit from our services but show them like hey we are approachable you can come in we can work with anybody no matter your fitness level and take you to where you want to go um, that's kind of what we have to do when we look at advertising. Um, but I'm glad that we had this conversation because I think a lot of people in this industry, um, we're really scared to, to, to advertise because it's like, we have to spend money and then we want to make sure that we're going to make money from spending money. So it's just kind of a scary thought. Right. Um, right. And so I want to ask you, um, Jackie, if you look at your business right now, what's a current bottleneck or challenge that you guys are facing and what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Because I think that this part of the conversation is really relatable for our listener base um, to kind of connect with you. Um, I would say, you know, just trying to get more people in the gym, um, 
just trying to make it a little bit better. Right now, like I said, classes are, are smaller and these are people that have been at the gym for a while. So, you know, just trying to get things maybe offering more services. So we used to do like a Zumba class and that went off for a little while and then that kind of fades. So it's one of those things where we want to try new stuff, but you don't want to get caught in that temporary fad of something. Um, so that's why switching things up, it seems to kind of go back to like our original set of groups, a set of classes. Um, and I would say to get some younger kids in there too, because, you know, it's, it's such a great opportunity to learn your fitness younger. You know what I mean? Like I worked out all through high school, but I had wished I had learned to do it the right way. Um, so it's good to see younger kids coming in there and learning proper technique and proper hitting and proper um, weightlifting so that they don't get hurt when they're a little bit older. Cause you know, everyone now has a bad knee from baseball or a bad shoulder from football. So to avoid all those things would be nice. So Yeah, definitely. So you kind of mentioned a few things there and I definitely think that we did discuss pretty heavily like the challenge of getting new faces in the door. And I think that's something that a lot of people are really dealing with right now, but you also kind of mentioned something that would be interesting for us to discuss. And that's the idea of, you know, potentially offering more services. What's your reasoning behind that? Do you want to offer more services so that it's more enticing to people in your community to come in? Or are you looking to offer more services to benefit the business like financially or a little bit of both? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, I think, you know, there's people that like to do certain things. So I've had people come in. Um, when I meet with them, I kind of see what they're looking for to figure out because I don't do contracts. Um, it's basically you kind of sign up if you want a punch pass or a monthly unlimited pass, you know, things like that. So I try to sit down with them and say like, what are your favorite things to do? Like what keeps you motivated to work out? Um, and I have some people that love everything about the gym. And then I have people that only wanna do boxing and only wanna do boot camps. So I feel if we offered more services, um, we could potentially get more people that are too afraid to maybe try everything and just kind of start them off with what they're comfortable with and let them feel out and, and branch out a little bit and get a more well-rounded fitness routine. Um, and I think it would benefit us both ways because then I would have more instructors, you know, mm -hmm. more people, and then, you know, more money comes in. So it kind of benefits everybody, I feel. Yeah. And I love, I love your thought process there because I think that you're seeing it as more value for your consumer. Um, but also, you know, it is bringing value to the business if you're able to pull in more people. Kind of taking a step above that, sometimes when we add additional services to our business, we're able to bring in additional streams of revenue, things that are kind of add-ons to, you know, the normal membership. So things like nutrition or um, accountability coaching or adding supplements, um, things like that. Is that something that you guys have ever considered adding to your facility? Um, not so much. I'm careful with supplements and nutrition. Um, I do one of my trainers, she is, um, a, a nutritionist. So we have talked about maybe her branching out and, you know, adding that as a service to the gym. She's also a physical therapist. So, um, that we're also careful with. And it's nice because I can help her with her business and she kind of in turn helps me with mine. So, 
that would be something that we would talk about. Um, like I said, I just, I'm very careful with all the stuff out on the market. You know, it, again, like I really wanted this place just to more be a place where everyone comes and like blows off steam. So I know it sounds terrible, but money isn't the most important thing for my gym. It was more like just to have a safe place where everybody can kind of come to. Um, like I said, I was so nervous of it getting turned into something else that, you know, we kind of wanted to keep it how it was because it really does work. It's just kind of like a clubhouse where everybody works out. <laughs> so it works out well that way. So I'm not super concerned with um, like the money-making factor of it. Of course, it's a business and I want it to thrive, but I rather my customers be happy and have a smaller gym that I can know everybody one-on-one. -on -one. So that mm -hmm. is super important to me to make sure that when they come in, you know, they have my phone number if they need to call me for anything, right. um, stuff like that. So I think I will stay on the smaller side of it, but you know, I just want to make it a really great place that people really love to be at. Yeah. And I think with the studio model, like no matter if you have 50 members or if you have 350 members, like you're still able to provide them with that kind of one-on-one -on -one um experience if you're you know checking in with them if you're doing consultations to get to know them when they first join you in their journey it's kind of all about the setup and you know i'm really interested in the fact that you said um you know it's not really about the money for you um but at the same time like it would be great to make the gym you know a place that's like making you money um right. so i think that you can provide your clients value um, and they see it as, hey, look, you know, Jackie and Square Circle Studio Fit Fitness are really providing me with extra value to take me further in my fitness journey, but they're not seeing it as, oh, they're like, you know, trying to make money off me, if that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so want to ask you kind of what I like to say is my magic wand question. And that would be if I handed you a magic wand and I said, all right, Jackie, you know, you've reached all your goals for your facility. Um, you finally made it to wherever you want to go. What would that picture look like for you? Um, I think it would just be like a nice full gym. Like I would have no problem adding more classes and instructors. Um, but you know, like I said, as long as everybody is happy and the gym is thriving, I just, it's important to me, the vibe at the gym, which is just really accepting of anybody in any part of their fitness journey. Um, you know, I like when people walk in, everybody says, hello, you know, there's never um, anyone left out of any conversation or any exercise. And if there's something that, you know, maybe someone's like hesitant or nervous to try, there's five people that run up to them and tell them they can do it. So, that's kind of a hard question because like I said, I, I don't see expanding, but a nice full gym with just a really great group of people, I think would probably be my ultimate goal. So, yeah. And so, I mean, I think you're on the road to, to doing that, but what do you feel like are some of the things that you really have to kind of hone in on now to give you that like nice full gym here in the near future? I would definitely think uh, advertising because like I said, it's such a small gym and it's, um, you know, the, like I said, the boxing um, makes people kind of hesitant and ladies, especially, and even, even gentlemen actually come in and they, you know, expect like a big brawly, you know, gym mm -hmm. with people fighting. And it's just, 
hard to kind of explain what it is if you haven't been there. So generally when I have people come in or I talk to them on the phone, I tell them to come in for a week and like look, watch or try all the classes to kind of get a feel for the whole vibe of the gym. Um, meet, my biggest selling point is my other gym members because um, they're, like I said, so welcoming that I really believe they are the key to why things have gone so well. You know, they stuck with me through COVID and were so supportive and they really just lift each other up. And I think it's absolutely huge and vital um to keep a small gym like that yeah and so what's also important to recognize here Jackie is like what you, what role that you hope to play in this business in the future some people want to build their gym up build the community make it a really fun place and be able to retire and go to Bali and then other people are looking to, you know, build the gym up, always stay involved in the day to day. What do you see your role being in the future? I am definitely the more stay in day to day and, you know, go in every morning to see everybody um, and make sure that everybody knows that they can reach me 24 hours a day with any issues they have with the gym. Um, you know, I can't see myself like handing it off and like not stepping through the door because this is a place that I've walked into pretty much every day for the last 13 years. So it really is like a second home for me. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, for a lot of people that is the case. I do think there comes a time when, you know, you start to feel a little bit of burnout from the busy day to day. Um, are you hoping to be able to give yourself a chance in the future to work more on the business and, um, you know, the growth of the business, adding things, um, communicating with the members rather than like being in the business coaching or like what, what kind of role are you hoping to play there? Um, a little bit of both. I absolutely, I love teaching. Um, I love doing classes with them. You know, I enjoy making people sweat and pushing them a little farther than maybe they would have mm-hmm. gone on their own. Um, but I also, um, you know, I'm a busybody. I like having like 28 projects at once. So, you know, doing scheduling and teaching classes is not a problem for me because I love it so much. So it doesn't really seem so much as work as just kind of taking care of an extra home really. So um, I think I'll always be teaching in there until the day I give the business up. And hopefully by then my son will be taking it over because he's a big sports fan. But um, if not, like I just would be happy knowing that I provided more time of a gym that everybody really loved. So um, no plans on quitting, but no plans on stepping out of it either. Like happy where I am. I love that. And I'm a busybody as well. So I understand, you know, having a million things going on at once and being content with that. Um, but I'm really excited for you, Jackie, to kind of see how this business is able to grow for you in the future. Um, I'm excited to see you fill it up and continue to provide like a really quality um, community for your members. Because like we said earlier on, one of the first things we talked about is group fitness is very much needed. Um, And so thank you so much for sharing your insight today. It was a pleasure having you here. Um, What's the Facebook or the Instagram for the gym? Where can our listeners go to find you? Um, You can go to, I believe it's squaredcirclect.com is my website. Um, And then the gym is SCSGymCT on Facebook. Perfect. I'm going to go follow along after this and hopefully our listeners follow suit, but Thank you for being here today. 
You're um, welcome. Listeners, thanks guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Matt Hurst from BlastFit in London, England. Matt, how are we doing, man? I'm good, Austin. Thanks for uh, having me on today. It's going to be a good speech here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Like I told you off air, man, first first gym owner I've talked to outside the States. So this is cool, man. So BlastFit, London, England. You told me, Matt kind of the backstory of how you got started, you know, during the pandemic at the close, open, wait, all these crazy things. That's um, right. Let's go back before that, before we get into that. Like, how would you define when you said, all right, I'm going to open this gym. I'm going to start a business here. What is like success as a business owner in the fitness space? What does that mean to you? Well, success ultimately is um, to be profitable as a business. Um, from the business perspective, if you're not making money, then you're going to go under, right? Well, um, and then we want to we want to help as many people get fit as possible. Yeah, two great things. Yeah, two great things. Make, basically, make money doing what we love and helping people. It's like you exactly, know, exactly such a unique industry where we get to do that. You know. So, with that being said, you're, you opened it at the hardest time to open a gym, right? What was that kind of experience like for you? Know opening, closing, waiting. How did you navigate that whole time? It's been tough, to be honest. You know, we um, we didn't know a pandemic was coming um, when we'd already scheduled to open in February 2020. Yeah. Um, and then we got locked down in the UK in March. Uh, and that was that. We closed doors. We'd only been open a few weeks. Um, yeah, like the whole business plan went out the way, like all the cash flow kind of got eaten up over that year. Um and then we kind of, it was a bit bitty. We opened for a little bit after lockdown, open closed, but we couldn't really get any traction. It was tough. And then in um, June, June 21, I closed the doors because we just weren't getting anywhere. People were scared. They didn't want to come out. They wouldn't be outside. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was scary. We put all this time and money into it. Yeah. And then um, we got a chance to open a new site, a better site at the start of this year january and then that's where we opened awesome man. So, so here we are so yeah, really so, only only six months really of proper business have been open for sure yeah so <clears> in the newer stages infancy still but like a positive out of that negative right you're able to not find like you said find a better space uh yeah exactly in the long yeah. run uh, maybe it's a great thing right in the long run um and i think everyone everyone's keen to get back now you know oh, they've yeah. been locked down for a long time so they want to be out in person fitness exactly with, uh, yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Let's dive into that a little bit. So before we get into that, I want to talk about how you're getting members in the door now, post-COVID, all that stuff. But just for the listeners, Matt, what is like the model you guys run there at BlastFit and the services that you offer? So the services uh, that we offer, we offer classes 
boxing and hit classes. We come up with our own unique uh, classes based um, around hit training, uh, which all kind of, we're, we're essentially um, boxing is the main core. The, yeah. I'm, a I'm a professional boxing coach. So uh, that was the main uh, group of people that I wanted to work with. And then we offer personal training and uh, group personal training. That's really just taken off in the last uh, month as uh, a group PT. Yeah. So boxing is kind of the bread and butter, right? Your main, your main niche, so to speak. But you guys yeah. offer group training and, and personal training one-on-one, -on -one, which is taken off, which is really cool, man. So let's, let's small, dive into small, that. And then we do some kids fitness as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, kids fitness. So again... Yeah. All inclusive, something for pretty much, pretty much for everyone. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Which is great, man. So over these past what about six months now, we'll count like we won't count anything before that, right? Because it's been, it was crazy. So the past six months, man, how have you gone about getting new clients in the door on a regular, consistent basis? So far, it's been all organic. We've been going into the local community, community groups, walking around, talking to people. It's all been uh, very local. We've, uh, as I said, reduced a lot of cash flow up just uh, trying to keep in business through lockdown. So it's not been a great deal. Um, so yeah, first phase has all been organic growth and now we're looking to um, to move into uh, social media now and start yeah, to get more people in through the door there, yeah. I love it, man. And that's kind of like the perfect uh, procession of things, right? Where have you guys gone to? I can't hear you. I can see you. Now we're good. I think we're back. Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. So it's, it's a big Zoom test today overseas. <laughs> across the ocean. So uh, uh, I was asking. Yeah. So since um, so we grew organically past six months coming out of the pandemic, all that crazy stuff. How, how much have you guys been able to grow organically? Is Where, where, are, you, where are you at membership wise, member wise? 100% it's all been organic growth just in the within. Right. Two mile, two mile radius of where our location is. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, just pounding the streets, it. talking, getting into local businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook, Facebook community groups been really good for us. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that way to grow when we start that organic outreach is awesome. How many members have you been able to get these first six months just by doing that? Uh, we have uh, fifty people through the doors so far, and we kept and we kept them. We've um, no one's left us so far. One person, one person left us. That's pretty good, man. Ninety-nine percent retention rate, which is which is great. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're doing. We got we got good uh, five stars on Google. That's uh, we're happy with that. We're doing a good service to the people who are here. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. So we got uh, fifty members. Everybody's staying for the most part, which is great, man. Where's your plan with that marketing piece moving forward now? First of all, before that, do you have a capacity in mind for members you'd like to have? Yeah, so 100 members. The studio is not big. It's not massive. So 100 members will be uh, capacity. And then uh, once we keep that, then we'll look to uh, get another site is the idea. It's a bit, it's a bit of a prototype site, this one, sure. with the idea of uh, potentially growing and even maybe franchising the model. Yeah, man. So use this place as like the testing ground and then be able to replicate it to move. Exactly. The exactly. Boutique style fitness for sure. So yeah, you guys could definitely get 100 by the end of this year, I think. I think so. I think once we move into social media marketing, then we'll yeah. really uh, get those uh, next 50 people in through the door and uh, yeah, we'll be off. Yeah. I agree, man. How do, you, how do you guys plan to best use that? Facebook, Instagram, everything else? Are you going to do paid advertising? You're going to keep it organic, a little bit of both? 
Uh, we'll keep the organic stuff that's been really successful, and then we're going to bring in an external uh, Facebook side of things and Instagram because um, that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> we're trainers, right? Gym owners. It's exactly. uh, a whole other skill, yeah. And that algorithm changes by the second, I think, these days. So, yeah, man, cool. So, a nice, well rounded approach to marketing, which, which is great. So, we get members in the doormat, they're staying so far, which is awesome. What are ways you're able to get them to spend money with you on top of that basic membership that they may have? And I know you have a lot of services. So for that person doing group training, how can you send them to spend more money with us? Well, maybe start off in the classes and then hopefully we get them into personal training. Or if they have children, we get them into our kids' classes. And then we have a little bit of merchandise that they can buy in store as well, some T-shirts and some uh, protein and drinks. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's a little, little bit of secondary spend that we can get there. But yeah, for funneling from classes into personal training on top yeah. of our, our group PT model. Uh, yeah, that's more pro- that's more profitable as a business to get more people into group PT. For sure, for sure. You can fill yeah. those classes up. Yeah. We're, not trading, we're not trading so much time for for money type of thing as, a, as one-on-one training. When I, exactly. when I to the gym today and I start today, what does that initial process look like for that new client walking in? How do you get them started and, and set up into a program? Uh, well, the class, they book in on the website. They can book in for a trial, come in, they have a great class, and they tend to sign up straight away. With uh, the personal training, we offer them a consultation, so fitness testing, posture analysis. They come down at a set time, meet some like-minded people. Uh, yeah. They enjoy that, and then they sign up, and then they enroll on our personal uh, training program. We have a 12-week program, and then after that, then they roll into a monthly subscription. Nice. Okay, so they get started... They get it. They do a twelve-week program when they get started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love, yeah. I love it. I love that. So you guys kind of charge a little higher ticket for that initial twelve weeks. Yeah, exactly. And then we roll them into a subscription. Yeah, hopefully yeah. get some really fantastic results, which you always do so far after exactly. that first twelve weeks, and then yeah, then they're happy to continue. Is that the main reason why? I see, because obviously a week trial, we're not going to see much result, any result, right? So that three months, we'll get a good result. They'll get exactly. more, more dedicated. Exactly. That's the main reasoning behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. And we, we can bring the cost down a little bit for people then as well. So yeah. it's a win-win. It's all about the win-wins. Yep. And then after that first month, they can obviously keep going PT or a group or a boxing program. So we have a lot of ways to, to put. Yeah, there's on. a lot of different ways. Yeah, if they want to, uh, if yeah. they enjoy the boxing so much, we can we can take them to fight yeah. if that's what they want. Or if they want yeah. to continue just enjoying the fitness side of things, then uh, that's cool as well. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. So. All that stuff sounds great. Retention has been awesome so far. I do want to highlight some things there. Probably doing some things really well to keep it at, uh, basically 100% retention, right? So are you doing any ways that you communicate with your members when they're not with you or any events you guys run just to keep clients really high? Yeah. We have a WhatsApp group. That, um, we're always putting articles in there and we uh, promote some group chat. Uh, we have a weekly Zoom call as well. Yeah, and then uh, a monthly newsletter with anything that's going on. And obviously we always update people in the, uh, in the studio as well. Yeah. Let know what's going on at the end of sessions. Yeah, man, I love that. So a weekly zoom call for your members. Uh, you're the first person to tell me that. So I love that. How did, how really? did that start? Yeah. Nobody's told me that yet. Swear to God. So how, how did that start? And, uh, what is that kind of look? What do you guys, what are you guys talking about? How, how what's the format like? Um, well, I, I can't take a uh, sole credit, a friend who's doing that in his gym and, yeah. uh, we've taken it. Uh, but it's a chance. It's a chance for people if they've got any issues and problems they want to discuss. Um, usually someone else has the same issue. Uh, it's a chance to share. Sometimes 
when you're in the sessions, you don't, when it's a small group or even the classes, you don't get a chance to openly uh, say what's on your mind. It's only just little snippets. So it's a chance for people to come on and, and yeah, say what, say what's happening. Yeah, it works really well. And it's nice it helps build community as well. Yeah, yeah, man. And that's all feeds into our retention. Thousand percent. Uh, that's an event in itself, right there. That a great place, a, a good sounding board for people, and uh, a, another way to, like you said, create that community. So yeah, man, I think that's an awesome idea, and uh, something I'm probably sure we may see some more gyms here doing down the road. So, man, now some some funner funner questions, on man. So we talked about, you know, success. What that means to you in starting this business, your model, how you get people in the door, how we keep them happy, how we get them spending more with us. Is there any continuing education that you follow to kind of increase, you know, your business acumen and to help grow your business? Anything you're consuming currently or have or looking to do? Um, I haven't yet. I've been so consumed with the business. Um, some of the areas I don't know, I've been outsourcing. Like I said, we're moving now to the social media. That's going to be outsourced. Um, as you know, as you said, you've run a gym before. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much to do. And every, every aspect is a job in itself. And sometimes uh, there's not enough hours in the day. But um, once I get the business up to capacity, and then there'll be a chance then to uh, get some further education. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's all new for me as well. This is the first year, well, the first six months so far running in my first studio. Yeah. So yeah, I'm learning on the job every day. Yeah, and, that's, and that's fun, man. Good part, it's a great part of it, you know, and... Definitely a lot to learn for sure. And we make a lot of mistakes along the way and a lot of challenges we face and overcome. So when you do get that, when you do get to that capacity, how do you kind of foresee your, your day-to-day life changing as like your role in the business from like now to that capacity point? What, what'll be the biggest difference? Uh, well, I suppose I've been looking at sites, looking at how to franchise the model, um, more recruitment of uh, different positions, yeah, rather than just instructors at the moment, I'm doing a lot of the other stuff. Sure. Yeah, so stepping back, maybe not as uh, much in the gym, on the gym floor on a day-to-day basis as I am currently. Yeah, for sure, man. So kind of working on the business instead of in it as much. Taking a exactly. Back, exactly. CEO role, yeah. And uh, yeah. only way we can really grow, right, is getting to, get, getting to that point, getting that team behind us so we can scale the business appropriately, man. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do it all. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's just there's not enough time in a day, or not maybe maybe a better way to put not enough energy that we have in the day. You know, it's a long. What is your what is a typical day, typical day for you like like right now, Matt? What does that look like? Uh, up at six a.m. Yeah. Then it's like literally on the go sessions in the morning. Right. Do a little bit of work on the marketing and the business and the business. Um, working with uh, my team, looking at uh, any issues that we've got, coming up with ideas. Uh, it's non-stop responding to emails. Uh, I've got to fit in family time as well, school run, <laughs> some kids' clubs. I'll be up at night when you go into bed, you go to sleep, and then you'll have an, an idea, you make a note of an idea, or I must email that person. So uh, until I fall asleep, you're always on the go. Yeah, man. Uh, I, and then, and then, and then, then when we're asleep, I'm sure there's some things that keep us up, right? I know me was always like, maybe had a, maybe a member canceled or had a weird interaction with somebody or like, you know, something along those lines. But so, the, so times, time seems to be like, is that your biggest challenge you would say at this point for you? Just time you have in the day to get everything accomplished you want to get accomplished? 
Yeah, I would say so. It's particularly at this early stage when you do everything, right? You're the cleaner at times, you're the operations manager, you're a trainer, you're the CEO, as you mentioned, you're literally yeah. you're the marketing manager, you're literally doing everything. And so you've got to be really, really uh, on top of your diary. Otherwise, uh, you can get nothing done at all. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's not an easy gig. That's for sure. That's for sure. But a lot of a lot of pros and benefits once we get to that part. Um, when we can take that step back, right? So, like, let's talk about that, man. So, moving forward here, I think the next eighteen months for fitness industry are going to be critical, just where the world is and economies and all this sort of stuff. Um, at least here in the states, I'm not exactly sure. You know, in the UK, but where is where do you foresee the biggest opportunity for you guys for Blast Fit moving forward? Opportunity you're looking to capitalize on, seize next, say, six months to twelve months. I really think um, the small group personal training uh, model is really going to um, really going to explode. Makes as I said, it's a win-win. It makes personal training more affordable. Um, you get that community with small groups together. Uh, brings brings the price down for the individual, but not only that, for per hour, it actually gives you more revenue than it would one-to-one training. Um, yeah, that's gonna be the biggest opportunity to grow. I agree, man. That, that is my that's my personally my favorite model in this fitness space as of right now, as of today. And like you hit all the key points. Like uh, for us, we get more power as a gym owner coach for the clients. They can maybe pay a little less than they would a PT session. So like, yeah, yeah I agree totally, man. I think there's a ton of opportunity there on top of everything else we're doing, which is great. So and you get to you get to help four people at once rather than one at once. <laughs> exactly. So again, like so we're not you're helping more too. Yeah, we can make, we can make more per hour for our time, which is I think the goal at the end of the day, and help more people. So it's double whammy there, man. Uh, last question, Matt. So go back in time. Let's say like two years ago, like when this thing was just it was supposed to start, right? Was that December twenty twenty when he did start? Any advice you'd give yourself back then for maybe a challenge you had or a mistake you maybe made when you initially got going? Um, one, well, it's hard to say because I hope there's not another pandemic to go through again. Right. But if, minus the pandemic, I would say just make sure that um, whatever you do, your business plan and you do your forecast for your cash flow, maybe add an extra uh, 25, 50% contingency fund yeah. in there yeah. just in case there is like some natural disaster that comes along. Because, sure. uh, yeah, that's been tough. Not being able to maybe grow as quick. Uh, now when we can open because yeah. cash flow had been eaten up just trying to stay alive through the pandemic yeah man it's I put everybody like in that survival mode instead of like thrive mode right so like exactly uh, yeah having having capital is everything especially when we're getting started right so we so we can grow it's uh yeah, yeah. Great. maybe and if you can maybe get a partner so everything's not on your shoulders yeah. you can get a little little team to start with so then you can share the load sure. um, that that's really helpful as well yeah but you're you're doing this all by yourself, right? You're you're the you're the the captain. That's right. I'm oh, doing everything. <laughs> I, like I like it, man. I think that pays off more in the end, you know. And uh, I had a business partner. Pros and cons to it, you know. So like, yeah, uh, exactly. Be great partnerships. They're going to be bad ones, but uh, yeah, that's true. I think if you can do it yourself, uh, I think there's in the in the long run, I think there's a lot of a lot of benefits. So, uh, hey, man, you got through the hardest part ever in the fitness industry. So uh, you probably gained like 10 years of business experience within the last two, I would, I would imagine, you know? Yeah, it's been, there's been a lot to learn. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's a silver lining for sure. Yeah. You get to learn hell of a lot here. thousand percent. And man. we're still here and we're still here. I think a lot of businesses went under like where we are in London and yeah. Ealing in London. Yeah. A lot of studios uh, don't exist anymore. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, where we are, man, I think like 35 to 40% of gyms, fitness studios closed here. So like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, make it through that is just kudos to that. And congrats on that, man. And now it's just going to be hopefully smooth sailing, sailing and, uh, and that massive growth here moving forward. So I hope so. We just broke even last month um, yeah. for the first time. So that's amazing uh, in the six months. Uh, so now, yeah, onwards and upwards. That's great. Yeah. So, and then where do you think, so now the money have, you said you're going to pretty much put that budget into the marketing side of things, maybe to adding some more team members here down the road, right? Yeah, exactly. What do you think is going to be the most important hire for you just to take some like stress off your plate? Is that more coaches or maybe a manager? Or how does maybe that work? Maybe a studio manager. Yeah. 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 If, we, if we get to capacity, then yeah, get a studio manager and then that frees me up then to look at other sites and franchising, which is obviously uh, the yeah. ultimate plan I said at the start. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, getting, getting us as owners free time so we can focus on this growth aspects, I think is uh, a vital man. And, and you're, you're pretty much there, Matt, which is awesome. So man, I think it's a great place to, uh, to wrap this up, Matt. We appreciate you coming on, dude, sharing your story with us, starting in a really hard time, getting where you got so quick. Where can listeners check you out? Like website, social media, all that cool stuff. Where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, our website is www.blastfit.co.uk and our Instagram is at blastfit, which is double T on fit. Love it, man. Appreciate it. I'll give yeah. you guys a follow after this and I'd uh, love to awesome. stay in touch. Checking with you down the road here, see where you guys are at like six months to a year from now. It'd be great. Yeah, hopefully we're uh, open our second site. Sounds good to me, man. Are you going to stay in London or you'd move out of the city? Uh, I haven't decided yet where yeah. we'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe another city in uh, England. Yeah, very cool. I love it, man. I love it. I love uh, putting those ideas out there and then just going to get them. I think it's great. So, Matt, appreciate you, man, coming on. Thank you so much. We wish Thank you, you very much, Austin. Thank you very much. You got Enjoy it. Day. We appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Hannah Haynes from Iron Body Fitness out of Madison Heights, Michigan. What's going on, Hannah? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. I'm excited to have you on. I mean, you just started your facility this past March, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. And how's that been going for you so far? What is it that made you want to start your own fitness facility? 
So I left my job in May of last year and started to run my business full time. And at the time I was running it out of my garage and obviously most garages don't have windows. So it was about 400 square feet and no windows, but I had a good amount of clients come through and um, we decided to put our house on the market for um, rent and become landlords. So it prompted me to look for another space and at the time I was really growing and I saw that it was probably time to get into a bigger space. So I spent a couple of months trying to find a location and ended up here and here I am and we are hoping to have our grand opening next month but I signed in March and it's been a lot. It's been so fun and not fun so many days but I honestly don't think I would be doing anything else and I really love what I'm doing so it was worth every every hard day. <laughs> there you go. So kind of just natural progression for you, right? So you started as a personal trainer, training out of your home, and then eventually got to a point where you outgrew your, the uh, home facility you were at, and now now you have your own commercial space. Yep. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. Cool. So so I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Iron Body Fitness and the services you guys offer. <laughs> Well, Iron Body Fitness is, I try and explain it as a training system. It's not just a program you're going to get. It's not cookie cutter. It's something that I genuinely invest myself into the lives of my clients to understand what they're going through and what kind of help they need. So I really try to, to help the people who they say can't be helped or the fix the unfixable. But a lot of people as adults, we've lost our, our spunk, our imagination, our creativity. And I try and bring that back through exercise and really just getting to know my clients. Um, so I do a lot of like habit building and just, just work at home with my clients where it's not just about what they're doing in the gym. So that being said, the training system is based around like mind body and like soul type training where it's not just like okay give me another rep one rep max all the time but it's about really listening to yourself knowing hey this isn't for me right now or I won't do this because I don't want to get injured and being as intuitive as you possibly can um so I I say a balanced mind and a balanced body because it's about balance for me and not just about a number on the scale so we offer Yep. And we offer nutrition training. So I have a couple certifications in uh, nutrition. I'm working on my PN2 from Precision Nutrition right now. And I also um, am a postpartum, uh, I have certifications for postpartum training, group fitness, and um, strength and conditioning coaching. So a lot of my uh, clients have general fitness goals, but I do have some athletes that I work with. So I do one-to-one coaching in person, and then I do online training by clients all over the world, literally 12-hour time zone differences. <laughs> um, so that's really convenient for people who don't live in Michigan. And then I have virtual training. I have a friend, she's traveling the world right now, and I meet with her virtually, and she'll be in the different country almost every time but (laughs) it's nice that I have that option so she can still get a workout and kind of feel a little bit of home from wherever she is and then the last thing I'm going to be offering is just classes uh, for my clients and just for any individuals who want to come in and try to class out at the studio yeah and smart of you to dive into like that virtual training aspect of things that's really boomed you know over COVID so even 
you know, tying in, I, I've talked to some gym owners who, who tie in, you know, virtual training within their actual business for like the nutrition and accountability portion. They have apps that, you know, that integrate um, with their members to, to give them daily workouts, give them daily nutrition. So I think all of that is really, really smart. Um, and so you're also doing private training. You know, you're looking to add some more classes here within the next couple months, maybe hire a couple more coaches. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many clients are you currently serving right now or how many members? So right now I have like a set of 35 clients, but my, I'd say my consistent, like altogether consistent clients are going to be about 20 okay. clients who are doing their workouts every week, coming in for weekly sessions. I'll have people who like train one off here and there. So that's where the extra 15 clients are coming from. But I have about 20 clients consistently right now. And it may not sound like a lot, but uh, building the gym has been pretty full time. So 20 clients is quite the workload. I couldn't imagine having any more during that time, but I am expanding soon and hoping to hit that 50 mark. What's been the most difficult part for you so far, right? Because it is <clears throat> a lot of responsibility and a lot of hats you have to wear when first starting a business, especially like a storefront brick and mortar type of business. Right. Um, so what's been the, the, the biggest challenge at least, or the maybe something that was the most unexpected, most difficult part for starting your business? Um, well, <laughs> we are kind of like in this horrible economical crisis right now. So I did not expect that. So I kind of thought we'd have some backlash from COVID, a little bit of my accounting degree coming out. I read a lot of business insider articles all the time and just trying to figure out what's going on with the economy. But um, the, the decrease in global spending, um, like consumerism, has really impacted my business. There's a lot of people who can't really afford groceries or gas. So I didn't expect for it to be like it is now. And it's also been a number of like supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. So that's probably been the hardest part, just acquiring um, fitness equipment at a reasonable price, uh, trying to even find things in stock or waiting like, two to three weeks before something even ships out um, right. once it's finally back in stock. So all of that was something that I kind of accounted for, but not as large scale as it's occurring. So I would love for that to slow down. Yes, prices are going down a little bit, but that's been the hardest part. Thank God it's not worse. I didn't have yeah. like anything issues blow up or explode. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely issues that you could work through. Um, and cool. So you're sitting at about 35 clients right now. Do you have them pay month to month or do you have your members pay more so in like class packs? So I have my online clients. They're on an automatic four, six, eight, or I think it's four, eight, 12 or 15 week billing cycle. Okay. And that's completely their choice. I have some clients that just switched over to the 16 weeks because they're like, man, I can save some money. Might as well. So I have a couple people who've done that, um, but my in-person clients, the most common is a four and a 10 pack. Uh, I made the four pack because I want to have that affordability because I'm not trying to rob people of their money. I really think training is healthcare and I want to make sure people can access this. So I offered a four pack just to make it a little easier for my client um, to pay over time. So that one got pretty popular in the last few months, um, but before my most popular was the 10 pack. 
most okay. people would sign up for 10 sessions one hour sessions and that way it was like a one-time cost and they didn't have to worry about right, right. you know paying every week and it kind of puts a strain on the relationship when you're like okay you have to pay me <laughs> so having the package really helps kind of like okay cool you have 10 sessions now we don't have to talk about this for another 10 sessions <laughs> right right but do, do you have um <clears throat> expiration dates on the sessions that you're members purchase so if they buy like a four class pack do you have to use it within a couple months how does that work? I definitely do and I, I recommend every trainer to do this right, right. um I didn't at first and oh my god I was shooting myself in the foot I didn't even realize it because I would have my my clients sometimes they would cancel a session and then they'd cancel it I have a 24-hour window they do it before 24 hours but then they book another, then they cancel, then they book another, and then they cancel. And I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. So what I tried to do was um, make it fair for both of us by allowing that expiration date to, to know like, hey, get your sessions in by then. But also like time value of money. If you bought a session with me a year ago, my prices could have changed or maybe the value of $1 has changed since then. So um, it's really doing myself a disservice to have no expiration date. So six months is that cutoff. Mm. Once you buy six months, um, you can use it. And I only did six months because things do really happen and time will fly sometimes and you haven't realized, oh crap, a month has gone by. I haven't seen my trainer. Right, right. Okay. <clears throat> and so you are sitting at about 35 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? I'd like to hit the 50 number. Um, I really, really love if a lot more people signed up for uh, group training. I think that it's more affordable for most. That's like my biggest push so people can afford the training they need. But it's also a lot more fun uh, when you have other people and like if something's hard and you see somebody else is like, yeah, this is hard too. And you're like, okay, like they don't feel like me just watching them and they're like, this is hard. And it's like, okay, you can do it. <laughs> but right. I, I really want more group training clients. So I'm hoping that will um, help me get to that 50 number. So it's, I can maximize my time as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I really want to really want to see some new faces just to kind of, it helps me stay on my toes when I have new clients because everybody has different situations, different walks of life to really kind of get to help a lot of different people. Yeah. Definitely. And what type of things are you at least actively doing right now to, to aid that growth process? This is going to sound so silly, but it works so well. Instagram reels. <laughs> it works so well. I have. I don't think that's silly at all. <laughs> I, I think. Like it, sorry. It right, right. And too many gym owners don't utilize social media, right? Um, how, how has that benefit been a benefit to you? I think that um, having the aesthetic, like I work pretty hard uh, working out, just people seeing that, especially women. I have a lot of female clients, but like I was not exposed to any strong women as like growing up really. And I think it's still rare for people to like see women as strong. So like a lot of times people will see like, oh shoot, this girl has biceps. I want to follow her. I want to be her client. So I've gotten a lot of, um, in the last few weeks, a lot of uh, consultation forms filled out on my website, just from people who 
see me on Instagram and I try and ask how did they hear about me and a lot of them that I've had a lot of my leads have been from Instagram so if you have like 12,000 people watching your video at least one person may you know try and reach out and how many leads would you say that you get on a given week or monthly basis through you know just organic outreach social media word of mouth um yeah word of mouth is probably my second I was gonna say that's the second best but um, as of lately, I've actually been getting quite a few, I would say like in a week, probably like anywhere from 20 to 30 people who are expressing interest in training. A lot of those don't really pan out to be clients sometimes because it's easy to say, oh, I'm interested. And then they hear your prices or then they realize like, oh, crap, I have to do work now. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but lately it's been about 20 to 30 people a week, either sending me a DM on Instagram. I probably get about six hits on the consult form. I think websites sadly are becoming a thing of the past where people are like, oh, they're not really like into websites as much. I see a lot of trainers who don't even have them, yeah. but um, a lot of people don't really go and fill out that form. So I'd say about six a week, but as far as DMs, I get quite a few dms on instagram about training and what about as far as people actually walking in through the door for either you know one of the free consultations or just checking you guys out heard about you you know want to see see the gym um what, what number does that look like to you um i'm not open technically so it's it's not a lot of people because if they look in the window i'm at a major intersection which is great but um i've had a couple people stop by walking Mm-hmm. and ask what I'm building um and what's what you know what's what's gonna be so I I don't really know um I'm not sure of a number there but yeah. I think some people look in and they're like okay it's not open and my sign isn't out yet so I think that kind of deters people from asking right. plus I don't know if I love like some people just kind of walking up so <laughs> I have my door locked most of the time during the day so most of it's mostly virtual and then I'll have them stop into the studio. But I've had a couple of people stop by, knock on the door, and I've just given them my Instagram or my website or my Facebook page. Cool. Interesting. So so what's your sales process look like for when you do get a lead, whether you know that's an Instagram DM or you know, someone on your website that wants to do a consultation? What's your process look like to turning them into a paid member? Yeah. The first thing I do is vet. Um I am a female-owned business, and I I think it's extremely important to vet clients because um, in this industry where it's so body-focused, you can have some people that are reaching out to for the wrong reasons, male or female. So I just make sure I do like a standard like check of the client, understand what they're looking for and their intentions, and I interview them in the sense of like, okay, if I have to work with you, I want this. I want this to be a relationship so I kind of do a little bit of research and look um look up their name find their social media if I can I know it sounds weird but I've had some clients that I've had to tell um they aren't allowed to come back (laughs) so I think that's that's really important from for personal safety that extra layer for me like being a five foot three woman uh makes me a little bit extra careful I think everybody should be cautious though but I vet the client and then I set up a consultation. So my consultations are virtual and they're free, but I really give people that bread and butter of what I do. I've worked in a lot of sales. I'm sorry. Do you do it over zoom or I do. 
So it's over Zoom and I tell them to book a time and they just go on my website, create a profile, book a time, whatever works for them. It's like a 30, 45 minute consult. Um, and then I kind of give them like the bread and butter of the business during that time. I tell them like everything that they're gonna expect. I ask for their history and really get to know them as much as I can in that 45 minutes. Um, that part is pretty successful. I've, I have a degree in communication studies. It's one of my degrees. So I'm a talker and I've worked in sales for years and that I'm not selling them something that isn't true. I'm really talking to them of like, hey, yeah. like, I left my job where I'm still paying student loans to pursue something like I'm doing something totally different from accounting to go to training, left my job, relearn how to do everything as a business owner, like full time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about what I'm doing. I'm not just selling them words or telling them nice things to get them a, to make a sale. But that really helps because they understand, okay, this may be a good match for me. Some people do, I think, get intimidated because I do expect a certain level of commitment from my clients. So I think some people yeah. think that this might be a loose engagement and then they're like, okay, maybe this is more than I need at the time. But um, from there, I kind of ask them what they're thinking. And if they decide I want to sign up today, I send them a specific email that I have designed of here's the package we talked about. Cool. And I always customize it, which I recommend. Um, customizing every message. And then if they're not sure, I have a spreadsheet of my leads. So I put them in the spreadsheet as a lead. And with my leads, I try and keep in touch with them at least one time every other week. And I try not to have them send my system, send them too many, too many things because I went to like EOS fitness once and they just harassed me. So I don't want to be that person <laughs> where they're calling me every week. And I'm, Try, I don't want to do that to them. So I try and reach out every other week and um, see where their interest is. If it's, uh, if it's something that I can calm or just kind of not persuade, but if there's a fear I can ease, I'll do that in that time. And that's usually that period of if they become a client or if they seek other options. And now, as of right now, are most of your leads contacting you for virtual training or are they contacting you to, to train with you in person? I would say it's a good 50-50 split um, for in online training and in-person training. Um, because I am in Michigan, I think that limits a lot of the people I reach. So right, that's right. why I'd say it's 50-50. My in-person clients recommend a ton of people, so that helps. But my Instagram brings people from all over. I have a large following in Brazil. I have no idea why, but I think they're pretty cool. So, um, and after that, it's a state. I can't remember which state, but outside of Michigan, there's another state where I'm like, wow, I have a lot of followers here. Yeah. So really, it's a good split. No, that's awesome. I, I enjoy, and not a conversation I get to have all the time with people who you know, have a good social media following that are able to leverage it into virtual training and then also have a storefront business. So it's really cool how you have both streams of revenue going on here. So so what would you say is like the main focus for you to grow right now? Are you really trying to press and grow the storefront or are you more focused on that virtual training aspect of things? Um, I'm one of those person, I'm one of those both. people who, yes, <laughs> who have to be doing the most all the time <laughs> so i'm pretty much focused on both i would like to see both of them grow so 
I don't get a lot of sleep, um, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an all gas, no break kind of person. So I put as much of my soul into both of those things as I physically possibly right, can. Right. And um, I encourage some people, I think like, hey, I think you'd be a better fit for online training because they're a little bit more advanced and like they, they may need that autonomy. So like I'll try and encourage different things, but I'm equally invested in both right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And have you ever, at least on your storefront side of things, have you ever done any type of paid ads or paid marketing to try and get leads coming in on a consistent basis or at least contacting you at a consistent basis? I have, and, um, that can be super sticky. There's a lot of companies. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say them, but <laughs> there's one in particular who's a little bit aggressive and I signed up with them and um they're like a large search engine company and i didn't get many leads so i kind of stopped doing that kind of stuff okay. but i think google adwords is really good doing stuff like that um really the best thing i've done is try and list my business on every single search engine out there there's companies that'll do that but i think that's been the best uh type of paid advertising that I've done just making sure I'm listed on Google being Yelp like if you ask Alexa like where the nearest trainer is like I had to sign up for that so making sure I'm on that like who would have known but um that's probably been the like the most bang for my buck and I think I'm going to start trying to do the small business advertising with Hulu Okay. And, um, Interesting. Have you ever done um, any like Facebook campaigns or Instagram campaigns through Facebook Business Manager? I have. So I've done a couple Facebook campaigns. Um, I'm actually working with Facebook right now. They are going to be launching a really cool tool um, that I'm not allowed to talk about. But um, I'm working with them to lead a workshop this summer for a small business tool that they'll be launching. So I've used Facebook quite a bit as far as leads. Um, the tool that will come out, I think, will be a lot more beneficial than what they had before. I probably spent definitely over $1,000 easy yeah. in Facebook leads. And I think I've probably only ever gotten one client really? from Facebook. That's so, wild. so it, it wasn't very beneficial for me, but this tool that they're developing, I'm really excited about. I think it'll help, uh, kind of the small business side of things a lot. Okay. Did you run those ads in-house or did you have like a, like a team or, a, or someone on a marketing team that helped you run those Facebook ads? I've done both. I've ran them through Wix and then I've ran them through, um, Facebook directly. Okay. And I think the biggest thing is, if you're if you're on Facebook and you see a trainer, it takes a little bit more legwork to just like, oh yeah, here's a trainer, I'm gonna sign up. So I think that when I have the classes going, I'm gonna say on Facebook I, I, a button for a free class. I think that'll do really well because those are the type of um, campaigns that I see work really well because people see free and they're like yeah. eyes light up. So <laughs> I think that will help a lot, but um. I know that's been pretty successful. I have a couple other friends who run businesses as well and they've had success with the Facebook campaigns. Yeah. Snapchat is also really good too. Mm -hmm. And especially, especially like you said, with the offers, the front facing offers free definitely works well. 
Um, transformation challenges works well for some reason. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense why it works well, but, but yeah, definitely. No, that's good. You, you dove into that at least. Are you, are you planning to, to at least trend in that direction of continuing paid marketing for your business, for the storefront, or are you trying to focus more on, you know, referrals, word of mouth? Um, I hired a marketer, so I am going to do a little bit more search engine optimization and then have, she's, she's working on a couple of different things as far as, um, just using social media. So she's handling that. And then the word of mouth is going to be on my part as far as really getting each of my clients the best experience possible. Like I've really created like a kind of boho modern studio space uh, for my clients. So like people like pretty things. So I think that'll help like, oh, it's a cute gym. Like it's really comforting. It's nice. It's welcoming. But um, I'm doing both, except I'm not physically doing the other one. Um, I'm focusing on the word of mouth as I work with people and as I talk to people. And then I have uh, somebody I've hired who's doing the other side of like search engine optimization, AdWords and things like that. Okay. Okay. And when you look at your sales process here, um, I know you explained to me a little bit the way it works and it's almost a little blended together, correct? So the virtual training that you have and then your storefront, the, the sales process is kind of blended together in one. Is that, is that kind of correct? Have Pretty you ever much. thought of trying to separate you know, the, the different ones so that the business could kind of run on its own. And then you have virtual training, your consultations through Zoom on this side. I have, but I think that is not something that fits within my model because I really want it to be a personalized experience. Right. So at the size I am right now, I feel like I can focus on, um, really kind of keeping them this way for some yeah, time yeah. but over time I think I'd like to kind of withdraw some of that where it's separate and this is this entity operating as whatever and then separate mm -hmm. from there yeah because not even have... go ahead sorry. I'm sorry go ahead I'm gonna do like programs and that's where I'm gonna branch off like that separation of a program that like a 30-day um at home fitness challenge program and that's kind of going to be separate from how I do everything else essentially yeah. so that's going to be my next step into branching off how I look at each um entity within the business yeah because I'm also just thinking too if you know if all the consultations go through you plus your training plus your virtual training that's like a lot of things on your plate right I mean Imagine if you did start and get some crazy leads coming in, plus you were training people, plus you had to like lead nurture them, book the consultations, make the sales. Oh yeah, I would implode. Yeah, yeah. what's <laughs> like the big picture with that then, right? Because you do want to grow that business side of things. Um, is it within your goals to get more trainers so that they could do the training and you could focus on the business side of things or, you know, something along those lines? I'm actually hiring for an administrative assistant. Okay. So somebody that's going to handle most of the admin, like keeping up with leads, um, keeping up with, hey, this client hasn't come in for a session um, in a while and doing that. Um, but like I said, 
at the size I am, I'm kind of doing it myself, but the plan is to hire out. And like I said earlier, I am looking for other trainers. I've already secured some group instructors, but I'm looking for other trainers who all have work under the brand so I can kind of focus on shifting this business into someone else. So um, I really want to find a good knowledgeable trainer who I can start working with, see how they train, see how they interact with people so I can start shifting um, the management to them. So then I can move and start running the business from a different business from Arizona. And when I do that, like I said, I'll keep my online clients, but um, I don't think I'll keep all of them, but I'll keep some of them that I have. And Ideally, I want to have it where if you come work here, you don't have to bust your butt trying to find right. clients. You have somebody where it's like, hey, I have people who are interested. I just need the trainers. So okay. that's that's kind of the goal. But securing the, the people first, opening the doors, it's, it's really a one step at a time process because like I get really excited doing these things and I want to grow fast. I want to move forward. But um you can't jump up the stairs all at once. You're going to fall and bust your ass. So yeah, I'm yeah. trying to take each step at a time of making sure that this place doesn't just look good, that the energy behind my business matches what I want it to be. So right now it is a lot um, doing all of those things. I will not hold you up. But it's a lot. I have two dogs who miss me dearly because my days are about 13, 12, 13, 14 hours sometimes. Like I started my day yesterday at, 7 a.m. but it didn't end until about 10 o'clock and that was only because I had an event but had I not had that event I still would have been working here so that's what most of my days look like but I'm a strong believer in sometimes you just have to do the dirty work and you know put your head down and get it done because I can see so much like I can see so much things becoming easier as I put in the sweat equity and let the business kind of just really grow that foundation but then those you know some of that burden is going to fall off over time when I hire another employee when I find some some good trainers and I have a good no it's okay <laughs> did sorry, your phone die sorry your my phone, phone died, died. <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't even realize that it was dying until it died <laughs> no you're totally good it's okay things like that happen we could um yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to have to snag another hour of yours. We could pick up from where we left off. I knew what question I was going to ask next. You want to do that? That's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So I, I'll give the three, two, one countdown again. Then I'll clap and then I'll roll off with asking my question. And I'll even tell you the question before. So, um, what's the question? Hold up. <laughs> Let's see. It'll pop up. Um. Okay, so I was just going to ask about your goals and plans for the future, really. So it's just going to be along those lines. Okay. Got it. Okay. Three, two, one. All right, Hannah. So one question that I do like to ask here, just, you know, so I could get a better idea of, you know, the direction you plan on going towards this year. Um, But if you could wave, let's say, a magic wand, a magic business wand, right, and tap your business and have it be in the exact position that you want it, what would that really look like to you? The perfect iron body fitness. (laughs) I think about this all the time. So I have an answer. (laughs) Ideally, I would have this space 
the whole complete, I'd have about four trainers um, working underneath the business and I'd probably have to do in a perfect world, four hours about of active training a day. Um, but other people would be in here, classes would be running on schedule. I think I have like four or five I'd like to have every week. And I would have some work-life balance. I would have time to spend with my dogs and my partner and would just, um, also like I would really, really love if I could start getting the ball rolling on another location. And I know that's really big to just have been open, but if I could start getting the ball rolling as far as like, I learned so much when picking this location. If I could like, I'm like, I know what I need to do now. If I could just do it again. But um, if I could do just that, just have some four trainers working underneath me, a full uh, client schedule, class schedule, and then I'd have the time to spend being a human and working on getting another, another studio. That would be perfect world. There you go. There you go. And, and we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you obviously have a passion for, you know, the members you train for the team that you want to hire and, you know, the type of training they do. Um, but what is it that you want from your business? What's like the big picture for you? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family? Um, really just the, like, every person that I've trained for the most part has been somebody I've connected with and I am an experienced warrior. I love to experience life. That's why I like to travel. I really like experiences. Um, I don't want to read about it. I don't want to see pictures. I want to do it. I want to be out there in the mix. And I think that um, just the energy that I surround my business in and attracting the people who, there are people I've met who have been life-changing. I have friends who I've traveled with some of my clients because they're friends now, but building a community and a support system of people who are, they're going to show up. They, they support me, they support my business. And it's not just like a gym they go to occasionally, but a community of people who really believe like loving themselves, loving their body and taking care of themselves. They're not worried about a number on the scale, but they're really just trying to improve and be better. Um, I'll have bad days sometimes and then I come in and train and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm going to be in a bad mood when my client gets here. But really like I instantly light up and it's only because I really love what I'm doing. So it, it fuels me. So really that's what I get back. I, the money obviously is a necessity because I have to pay for things to live. But really like I've trained clients for like, like I told one girl, I said, you know what? I don't want you to miss your session. Pay me next week when you can because it's the experience. And like, I had a client today, our, our year anniversary is next month and she can do things that she couldn't do. She couldn't even do a plank. She couldn't do a Russian twist. She couldn't deadlift. And we actually went up in her weight and deadlift. She started using the barbell. She was really excited today. And I was just like, awesome. So that's really what I want to get from this. Um, so I left my day job. So I left corporate America. It's really just that feeling of like, seeing somebody transform right in front of your eyes and it's not like so I can feel like I'm a savior or a saint helping people it's just really like when you change the lives of others they can live to their fullest and their best capacity and that means they're not just doing that in the gym they're doing that at work with their kids and other things because they love themselves and they can love others now I love it. I love it. And, and I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Hannah. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your Instagram, your Facebook page, 
um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Awesome. Yeah. My uh, website is ironbodylife.com and I'm located in Madison Heights, Michigan on 12, at 12 Mile and John R. My Instagram and my TikTok, if you want to see me be a complete fool, is Iron Queen Fitness. Um, and my Instagram for my business is Iron Body Life. Yes, you guys, Hannah Haynes from Iron Body Fitness out of Madison Heights, Michigan. Make sure you check them out, you guys, and I appreciate you once again. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.